0: Laudator Jesus Christus, Vatican and World News.
1: In the headlines of Thursday, February the 8th, Pope Francis releases his message for the 10th World Day of Prayer and Awareness against human trafficking. Israeli forces prepare to enter Rafa, the only area of the Gaza Strip that they had so far left unoccupied and we speak to a United Nations representative based in East Africa about the Pope's appeals for peace in Sudan. In the Vatican, I'm Joseph Cholok. Pope Francis has released his message for the 10th World Day of Prayer and Awareness Against Human Trafficking. In the text, he urges society at all levels to combat this evil and to listen to the testimonies of victims as well as those whose voices remain unheard. The Catholic Church has observed the World Day since 2015 when it was instituted by Pope Francis. It is celebrated every year on the 8th of February, the Feast of St. Josephine Bequita, a Sudanese woman who herself was once held as a slave. The theme for this year's Day of Awareness is Journeying in Dignity, Listen, Dream, Act, as Deborah, as Deborah Castellano-Lubov reports.
2: I associate myself wholeheartedly with all of you around the world, especially the young who are working to combat this global scourge. Pope Francis made this vehement appeal once again to combat and eradicate human trafficking in his message released today on the occasion of the 10th World Day of Prayer and Reflection against human trafficking. As he repeated, it is never too late to take action. The Church's theme for this year's day is journeying in dignity. Listen, dream, act. In his message, the Pope urged everyone to walk in the footsteps of St. Josephine Daquita, who was trafficked herself as a child. He said St. Paquita encourages us to open our eyes and ears to see those who go unseen and to hear those who have no voice, to acknowledge the dignity of each person and to fight trafficking and all forms of exploitation. Lamenting that trafficking often goes unseen, the Pope urged, Let us help one another to be more responsive. The Pope appealed for listening to suffering victims. May we listen to their cry for help and feel challenged by the stories they tell, he said. The Holy Father encouraged all efforts that better enable people to live with freedom and dignity and called for taking concrete actions to combat trafficking. At each and every level, he exhorted, let us pray fervently and work proactively for this cause. While we know the fight against trafficking can be won, he suggested, it is necessary to get to the root of the problem and eliminate its causes. The Pope went on to encourage all efforts to respond to the phenomenon following St. Paquita's example. It is a call to action, to mobilize all our resources. He warned, if we close our eyes and ears, if we do nothing, we will be guilty of complicity. Pope Francis concluded by expressing his heartfelt gratitude to everyone engaged in the celebration of this day and blessing all committed to combating trafficking and all forms of exploitation. I'm Deborah Castellana-Lubov.
1: The global Talitha Cum network, made up of over 60,000 religious sisters and partners, is on the front lines coordinating the Church's efforts to combat human trafficking. This week, Talitha Cum has welcomed some 50 young representatives from partner organisations to Rome for, an awareness-raising sessions, for a week of awareness-raising sessions and other activities. Amongst them is Felicia Monjeza, a human trafficking prevention young ambassador from Malawi, and speaking to Vatican Radio, she invited young people from all over the world to join the campaign to put an end to this great evil.
3: Pope Flans is recognizing our presence, but also our effort in fighting human trafficking gives us more energy. It makes us more visible, but also it gives us that uh, spirit that our voices are being heard, our efforts are being recognized by the church. And the entire world, but also it's a challenge for us to do more because uh, more is being expected from us by the church, by our organizations, by the communities that we are assisting. So it gives us that vibe, you know. To, to do more, to be more actively engaged, what more can we do for the young survivors for the victims of human trafficking, what can we do to raise more awareness, to reach out to more young people who are at risk of being recruited by the traffickers so it's really, really exciting and encouraging to hear Pope Francis recognising us but also sending his encouraging messages to us as young people.
1: Thank you very much Felicia, is there anything you would
4: like to add?
3: I'd like to correspond Upon all the young people around the world because, you know, human trafficking is all around us. And us as the young people, especially most of us that have uh, finished school, we are looking for jobs. Uh, the traffickers target us because they know that uh, we are so, so eager to do something for us, to benefit us. So I'm calling upon all the young people to be aware of the things that are happening around us. I am calling also upon other young people to help in their awareness to make more young people know and recognize human trafficking because the more we know about it the more we'll be able to prevent it because prevention is much easier than uh, trying to free somebody who already have been trafficked so I call upon all the young people around the world, let's join the fight, let's raise uh, awareness wherever we are, even if we're doing it as an individual, our voices are still going to go far, even if we save one person we have done, big in the fight for human trafficking. So let's unite and fight against human trafficking and together we can defeat
1: it. Israeli forces on Thursday bombed areas in the southern border city of Rafah, where more than half of Gaza's population is sheltering. The attacks came after... Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejected a proposal to end the war in the Palestinian enclave. He said that the terms proposed by Hamas for a ceasefire, which would also involve releasing hostages held by the Palestinian militant group, were delusional and vowed to fight on, saying victory was in reach and just months away. Almost 28,000 people have been killed in Gaza since the war started on the 7th of October. It has displaced a staggering 85% of the total population and aid agencies are warning of a humanitarian catastrophe if Israel follows through on its threat to enter one of the last remaining areas of the Gaza Strip that its troops have not occupied during this ground. Offensive, Matt Segrou, the director of Save the Children's Gaza Response Operation, says that people are desperate because they have nowhere safe to go. The, the
4: news stories about ground forces entering Rafah um people here are obviously nervous about it they're obviously worried uh you know the question you keep you keep hearing is where do we go and i don't i don't know if there's a good answer for that do you, do people go back north um from what we from what we know there is really nothing left up north so where where would they go up there what services would be available where would they find shelter um and places to live um And if they can't stay here, then again, where do people go? And so people are definitely nervous about it. And I think concerned, um, you know, thinking of their, thinking of their families, thinking of their children. And you're now squeezed into this little space. And so how do they, where do people move to? And again, the north is not, is not a good option with the the level of destruction, the lack of services. Um, we just heard again that, uh, for the ninth day in a row, a food convoy was unable to reach the north. Uh, This time because the road conditions are just so bad due to the damage and and not being repaired that the trucks can't get through the mud um, to get to the north. So again, if there's a move into Rafah, I I, I don't know where
1: people go. As warring forces battle for control of Sudan, a humanitarian crisis is unfolding for people both inside the country and outside of it as millions flee their homes to neighbouring nations. According to the United Nations, around 10 million people have been uprooted from their homes and 25 million will require humanitarian aid. Brenda Karaoke is the senior regional communications officer for the World Food Programme in East Africa. She told Devon Watkins that the Sudanese people appreciate Pope Francis' constant call that the world not forget their suffering.
5: So the crisis in Sudan is actually one of the largest displacement crises in the world and we are really worried that a humanitarian crisis is unfolding right in front of our eyes with the potential of spiraling further out of control. People are hungry. People have no food. They have barely any access to health care as three-quarters of the health facilities are damaged by the conflict. And some of the statistics are really jarring and heartbreaking. If you think about it, in Sudan alone, inside the country, 10 million people have been uprooted from their homes. Some of them more than once. Some fled from Khartoum onto Gezira State and now have fled again. There are over 1.5 million people who have left the country into Chad, Egypt, South Sudan, Ethiopia, Central African Republic. We estimate that at least 19 million children are not in school and 18 million are facing serious food
4: insecurity. Do you think that people feel forgotten as other conflicts overshadow a dire humanitarian crisis?
5: Absolutely. The people of Sudan are feeling forgotten. Not just those displaced inside the country, but those who have also had to flee the country to seek refuge in neighbouring countries. For WFP, though, the people of Sudan, South Sudan and Chad may be invisible to the world, but they're not forgotten for us because we need to have strong voices like those of Pope Francis when he reminds the world often about forgotten crises like the one in Sudan. I think the fact that other parts of the world have similar or worse conflicts doesn't mean that the Sudan crisis has been resolved or has gone away. So it is important to remain on the media and in the international agenda for Sudan to be a crisis that is not forgotten.
1: That was Brenda Karaoke with the World Food Programme in East Africa, speaking there to Vatican Radio's Devon Watkins. Now, in other world news, the Prime Minister of Haiti has urged calm following three days of violent protests that have paralysed the country. His brief speech in the pre-dawn hours did little to appease people who are angry and frustrated over unrelenting gang violence, deepening poverty and the lack of any prospect of general elections. The country failed to hold planned elections in 2019 and in 2023 and the current president assumed power with the support of the international community following the July 2021 assassination of President Jovenel (laughs) Moise. Pope Francis met this morning with members of the Dicastery for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments and reminded them that the Church cannot be reformed without a reform of the liturgy, which, he said, must be for the sake of all the people of God. Francesca Molo tells us more.
0: 60 della della Pope Francis opened his discourse to members of the Vatican's dicastery for divine worship and the discipline of the sacraments by noting that even 60 years after the promulgation of the Sacrosanctum Concilium, it is still highly relevant as it contains a precise will to reform the Church in its fundamental dimensions. Si tratta di un lavoro di rinnovamento spirituale. The Pope noted that it is a profound work of spiritual, pastoral, ecumenical and missionary renewal and that without a liturgical reform there is no reform of the Church. In the spirit of synodal collaboration between the dicasteries, Pope Francis expressed his desire that the question of liturgical formation of ordained ministers be handled together with the Dicastery for Culture and Education, with the Dicastery for the Clergy, and with the Dicastery for Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life, so that each one may offer its own specific contribution. It is necessary to ensure that the formation of ordained ministers also, increasingly has a liturgical sapiential imprint, the Pope said, both in the curriculum of theological studies and in the life experience of seminaries. Bringing his discourse to a close, Pope Francis stressed that as we prepare new formation paths for ministers, we must at the same time think of those intended for the people of God. The first concrete opportunities for liturgical formation, the Holy Father noted, are Sundays and the feast days celebrated throughout the liturgical year. Finally, Pope. Francis reminded those present that their task is great and beautiful. And for this, he concludes, I thank you so much and I bless you from my heart. I am Francesca Merlo.
1: May all discover through the witness of our lives the beauty and the saving love of God revealed in Jesus Christ, who died and rose from the dead. Those were Pope Francis' words to participants in the International Conference for the Ongoing Formation of Priests early today. In his address, the Holy Father expressed his gratitude for all that priests do to serve their dioceses and countries and stressed the importance of being merciful, especially, he said, in the sacrament of reconciliation. He encouraged priests to always show Jesus' immense love and the Blessed Mother's tenderness when hearing confessions. That brings us to the end of this edition of Vatican and World News. For more on these and other stories, please do visit our website at www.vaticannews.va and you can also catch the latest updates on our Facebook, X and Instagram pages. Many thanks go to Daniele Giorgi in the studio in the Vatican. I'm Joseph Tullock. Goodbye.